There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the rescreening.com podcast. I'm your host, as always, rescreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. I just sort of ran it all together. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minions! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. That was weird. That was uh, almost the right one, but yeah. not quite. <clears throat> this week, uh, you know, the producer's out. So <laughs> this week right. uh, we're doing Allegiant yeah. uh, Part 1, which yeah. uh, which I did not even I ever – I never saw that before. I never saw that before until I looked up the right. movie. So, um, I, you know, I guess I'm out of that loop or well, something. Okay. I don't know when that suddenly happened. So but, this, like you told me when we saw the film, yeah. there's four books. Right. And this is the third. They're actually the third one. You know, so they're breaking I, the third one. I have to. Films? I have to be honest. There could be more than four books, for all I know. What okay, I, right. what I know for sure is there's that there are four books. Okay, there's more there might three. be five. But I, I mean, you know, I don't know. Is this the idea? Like we're gonna do the third film in two? Yeah, and the this fourth is one will be. This is how what? this is how all movies work at this point that you make out of uh, yeah. Young adult book book trilogies or you know whatever it is. The yeah. first two are gonna be one movie. The third one is just always going to be two movies now. That's just right. how uh, cinema works at this yeah. point. Uh, anyway, we're doing so we're doing Allegiant, and uh, we've got our can't win awards. Yeah, which uh, I am we were just talking about this. I am thinking maybe we should do first. Let's let's get right into it. So and uh, then we'll then we'll do Allegiant. It was this is a this is a hard year. This like, is a hard year. It's a really weird year too. We, and we talked about this a bunch because I said uh, you know when we went to the film not that this is the first time you heard it, but your son was with us too. And we were just talking about it real quick. Cause you were asking me if I had them done. And I said, no, right. Because in a, in a perfect world, I, I didn't either. And I usually have these done in like done October. A, I have these done almost around. Yeah. I have them done right around. Thanksgiving, I, I, I usually, like, I, know who's I usually as, yeah. I mean, I think this is, I, I put on the podcast <laughs> that this is the fourth annual. So it might sure. be the third, I don't know, or whatever it is. But, you know, we've been doing these goofy awards. Mm-hmm. And after we did the first one, <laughs> right, when we kind of like came up with the idea, but after that one, throughout the year, I'd just be watching movies and go, right. that's it. That's, I know. <laughs> and I get a quick note out and, of it. And, and I like, just have them ready to go right. way before anything. And unless, you know, something towards the end of the year really right. is 
awesome yeah. at one of these things or some, or right. really fits. I mean, I usually have this done the last couple of years we've been doing it way early. And it just time, it just happened. You did it today, didn't you? I like, did. Yeah. <laughs> I finished it today. There were there are two of them that I have had for a while. Right. But then other than that, I was like, well, what? Yeah. What am I going to put? And and exactly for the reason that you know you've been saying uh, for a long time that Mad Max threw the whole thing out of whack because it, won it, everything it should be Mad yeah. Max except that it actually won everything right right and so how can it be or uh, or at least got nominated for right, everything right. and that's our trick again anybody who's new or just doesn't remember uh you know our our can't win awards are for the big 5 which is actor actress director picture and screenplay right so not in that order as a weird order to think of it in, but it's for it's for our recognition of the best in those categories for people who do not legitimately or possibly have a chance of getting an Oscar. Right. I mean, we don't do like or a usually. Award, I mean, it's, it's or uh, usually even nominated. Like they are, there there right. are certain movies that come out where you watch it and you go, but that movie just can't get nominated, right? Or that role in that can't get nominated. And this year. So obviously Mad Max would have done great. In, it would have been my pick in other years. You know? Who thought that was going to get nominated no for everything at the time that we first saw it. Right. Right. I did not think, you know, wait eight months and this sure. will get nominated for everything I still in the universe. That, yeah. Right. So, you know, once you get nominated yeah. and then <laughs> our, our kind of, you know, trick to it is, always been to try and really stick with that theory like, like, like like for we don't, example we don't joke around. yeah like it's, it's a real and just, legitimate just because you thing. didn't get nominated right. for anything does not mean right that you're open right like right. one of the things that stuck out for me this year was uh mr holmes yeah. ian mckellen i thought about it because i i thought he was so good in that mm -hmm. but then i have to think is it really that he couldn't get nominated no. that could get nominated he could easy get nominated easy right yep it sure didn't work out that way, but right. But, but we and we. But he did with, actually get nominated, like for some awards, yeah. somewhere down the line. And, there were some things. And that to he be got nominated fair, for. we play it like you said. We play it real straight. Like even if he didn't get the nomination, doesn't mean that he feasibly couldn't, because that performance in any other year. Right, and and not and not only that, but it's so. kind of like a you know artsy ish movie right. that uh, is not something that's not going to get nominated. Yeah. right. So I mean, the easy thing that I always bring up, and that and I've heard you do it too. With the you know, it wasn't the first year we did it, but it was like the I think it was, it was like the, the second year. It's Looper. Yeah. You know, when we saw Looper and we walked out of there and we went, "Whoa, that's such a really smart, thoughtful, well acted, well directed, encompassing thing." It's a genre movie never going to get a nomination right. for anything right and and if i remember and it right, didn't it didn't accept ours our right. win it, it ran a lot of the tape for it i gotta tell you when we saw when we saw fury road we were both mutually like just 10 like that thing's amazing and we had no idea and then later when it got nominated i legitimately had two quick thoughts in my head i'm like yes Shit. Right, exactly. And I almost texted you right away and went, Can't wins are out. Like, <laughs> I, know. I, I don't I'm, even know I what to do start now. all over. So And it's it's kind of funny because uh you know, we have to probably take some credit for the fact that now things that can't win can get nominated. <laughs> we start we did that. We did we did that. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. People saw our awards yeah. and said, Well, wait a minute now. So here's here's just a quick funny side note, because I think you know this, but maybe maybe not. This is an interesting week for us. Uh, at the show. This is our birthday. Oh, it, it today, is? Yep. Today will be the the show before 
it happens. But we did our first show uh, March 25th at 92. 92? Right. How about that? uh, We're 30. uh, No, in 2012. So this Friday, presumably, we're going to see something, and that will be the birthday of the show. But next weekend will be it. But this is before, you know. Right. And we should should say, actually, that uh, whatever it is that we do next week, it's got to be Batman Superman. Well, no, I mean, um, I'm like, I'm seeing Batman. No, Superman yeah, for that, that'll party. be the movie, right? Oh, okay. But we oh, probably oh, won't oh, do oh, the oh. show on Sunday because right. it's Easter right. and my birthday. Right. That looks so, fine at all. In. So, so we we'll will probably it either do it like Saturday or do it like Monday or Tuesday right. or something like that. But, you know, Four years, we'll, we'll let people have Easter, I yeah. guess, as a break. They want us in their ear. Uh, yeah, I know they do. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll get to Allegiant um, and the yeah. curious existence of it as throw out part one. First or just wait, make them wait? Nah, we'll, make we'll, them wait. we'll do the awards first. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so the Camwin Awards that we've all yeah. already explained um, and how it works and everything. <laughs> this is rough. Which... Uh, when you're picking the movies, it can get really tricky because, uh, like I said, now there's lots of nominations for uh, indie things. There's right. lots of nominations for uh, really genre things. I mean, you're you're still not going to see the Avengers, you know, get nominated for anything except like the Critics' Choice Best Action Movie right. or things like that. But there is, you know, the, it's a starting to be a different world when mad right. max can it, it really is can take things so anyway uh we'll start with screenplay i guess because that's like that's the lowest of our that's five the lowest in, a, in some sense yeah. of organizing them yeah. so uh my screenplay is uh sean baker for tangerine that's cool and I can actually, I can even that. with that pick, Tangerine's an easy go-to though. Even even with that pick, I thought for a, for a while and went, could it not get nominated for screenplay? There's because, some, yeah, there's <laughs> some things about it, but I I agree. I think that that would be uh, because it was uh, it, it's such a crazy movie, really and uh, I I still feel like I have to say every time I talk about this movie that it could just it. be. Yeah the fact that I had no, no expectations going into it. And I thought it was probably going to be crap. <laughs> I just yeah. have to uh, admit to that, like bias going into it. Yeah. But it was, it was so good. And what, you know, for me was really good about it was the screenplay was bizarrely right. well put together for this movie. Like this is a screenplay that you watch this movie and, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. It's made with an iPhone mm-hmm. and the whole thing. And um, and not over the course of a long time, it seems like either, right? I right. mean, <laughs> right. it, they just did it, right? And it, it as soon as I got done watching the movie, all I could think was, no one bought this, right? Because the screenplay is just like, why would no one run with that, right? And do something with it? But I don't know, maybe he didn't shop it around or whatever. Maybe he just wanted to do it this yeah, way, and it didn't matter. Perhaps. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, but that's my pick for screenplay. I thought it was uh, uh, really, especially for some for someone who has not got a lot of screenplays under their belt already. Yeah, it's just really well put together. Didn't you know waste time on stuff and uh, had really good conversations in it yeah. that felt organic and real and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just was. Uh, you know, seem like somebody's at least 10th screenplay, not yeah, like the right. first, first thing they ever they, threw together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
it was it was suitably impressive. It, it like the film in a very weird way. Like I still I still suggest people should see that whenever they're asking me for you know I don't want to see a Hollywood film. Like go go find Tangerine. Right, right. That'll change whatever you're doing, and hopefully you like it. But I almost picked Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I liked that screenplay a lot. I, I, I like that too. story. I I liked what Jesse Andrews did with it so much so that if I remember right, it's actually based on Jesse Andrews book. Like there's a novel that it comes from. And I, I'm curious enough about it to uh, probably try picking it up and seeing if it reads as fun as the film was. Uh, but I actually went with uh, David Robert Mitchell's it follows. And uh, it, it was, it was one of the, it was one of the horror films that came out last year that seemed to have any, any substance to it. It's weird. You just, a lot of times, and we've talked about this, where you're not a big horror film guy. Right. You, you, you know, you're into film enough so that you know that a really good one should have a lot of things going on instead of just some monster. Usually a horror film is about a reflection of what's scaring or topical to the culture at that time. And it's interesting. It follows is just this real nuanced, subtle uh, kind of examination about teenagers and sexual proclivity, STDs. Like it's got all this weird stuff that's actually working below the surface under the kind of guise of just a horror film. Right. And you don't have to look real far to see that it's that it's telling the story. But it was it was a big surprise because I'm just so used to the horror films that we're seeing be a lot like The Visit or you know just some schlocky thing where a cat jumps into the scene and right. lands on the piano. You know, yeah. I just, it, and it's not that at all. In fact, it's really, it's really inventive in both how it kind of looks forward with its uh, characters and its storytelling and how it's kind of a throwback to like the genre, uh, the John Carpenter genre stuff. Right. So it's really great. At this point, you know, the, uh, you know, the Geico commercial with the Which horror one? movies. Oh yeah, right. And it, yeah. and it's like the guy standing. There, Why don't we get in that right. car? Yeah. Are you crazy? You know, basically at this point, well, like any like horror movie that doesn't make me think of that commercial, yeah. is like is a win, right? right? Yeah, because that's so pre-made into everybody. Because yeah. there's there's so many of them that after like a half hour, I'm I'm just like rolling my right. eyes. I right. mean, there's you know nothing you're doing is scaring me at all. Right. And right. I have seen it a thousand times before and I'm not even a fan of the <laughs> yeah, genre. Right. Like I don't pay attention to it much, but yeah. All right. Anyway. Uh, so next um, I'm going to say director. Let's, okay. Let's do director. Okay. Uh, because it's uh, actually just because it's funny at this sure. point uh, in a way. Um, I'm curious because, because we had such a weird year, these are actually more interesting to me in some way, not, not really, but I'm saying it in the moment than your best. Right. <laughs> like I knew what your worst were going to be. I didn't know the order, but I knew right. what the worst. But, you know, this is kind of curious because we had to really struggle for this. Right. Uh, I did for sure. Um, so my uh, director pick is uh, Alfonso Gomez Rejon for me, Earl, yep. and the Dying Girl and all that. Um, I thought, uh, you, like you just said, you almost picked it for screenplay. And I thought yeah. about it for screenplay for a while, too. And this is a movie, oddly, that um, whatever flaws I saw in the movie, yeah. I still like kept thinking about so it. So did I. A, a, lot. Lot, a lot. A lot. Right. Yeah. And for me, uh, this movie and, you know, right in the sweet spot of movies that can't get nominated for anything because no I one, agree. no one's just going to pay that much attention to this movie. Even people yep. who love it. Right. 
are going to go, man, that was awesome. I mean, you know, it's not right. a movie that would get nominated, right. but I loved it. Right. You know, I mean, it's just, it's right that kind of indie little thing that everyone was talking about for yeah. a while. Yeah. But it's just not going to get nominated for anything. And what really stood out, I thought about this movie a little bit for like every category, like for actors, actresses, screenplay. It was the go-to. Um, and, and, you know, for me, what won out was I just felt like what really made this movie was that it was really directed well. And plus, it was really serious degree of difficulty on the direction side. Man, wasn't it? Because it this, easy. Because this yeah. movie could go wrong in almost every scene and ruin the whole movie. Yeah. And everything about the movie, you would just, you know, the rest of the movie, you would just roll your eyes at the screen and go, whatever. I mean, because there's so much that it's kind of like, you know, I sort of compare this movie as I was watching it to a variety of other movies that we saw recently, like um, Fault in Their Stars and stuff. Yeah. And any of those movies like that, which I think the Fault, in our stars was good too, but was really you good. get like one scene or, or one like 10, 15 minute span of the movie mm-hmm. where things go like too sappy or maudlin yeah. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the whole thing is just out. a, you know, yeah. after school special and you yeah. can't stand to watch it. And it, and it just will go goofy and syrupy and, you know, it will suck. Right. And it is, you know, it's like you said, it's uh, you don't realize maybe when you're watching it, how hard it is for it it's to work really, out yeah. as well as it does. And it looks seamless. It looks so easy. Right. Like it's, it really looks like, ah, just get your lines and hit your marks. Right. Try not to flop. Like, but it's really hard, but, but it's, it's really not. And I, you just have to give, I think a ton of credit yeah. to the direction of this movie, because if you don't have exactly the right thoughts in your head that you're right. trying to get on, on film, man, it could just go so yeah. bad, so yeah. fast. So that's my pick for direct. It's funny. I, I, you know, if you had me and Earl and the dying girl in probably every single thing, I would have stood right by it and been like, yeah, <laughs> well, this is going to be the most boring list ever. Right. We're going to do the same thing, but, um, I remember I remember saying it here or saying it to you that I thought it was like Wes Anderson directed The Fault in Our Stars. Like it right. just felt quirky in weird ways. And I love the cast of Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I'm blanking on the names, but the, the lead guy is really great and yeah. you carry all the emotions. The girl is really sweet and you fall for her in all kinds of ways. And his friend is a riot. I mean, his friend is yeah. hilarious all the time they have to get around each other. Um, what are we doing? We're doing director. Okay, for me, it's, David Robert Mitchell for It Follows. And for all the same reasons, like I'm not going to use It Follows for everything. You're just going to stick that no, in every no. answer. But it's 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 everything I just said a few minutes ago. It's just now you get to see it. This guy had a vision for what he wanted to do and how he wanted to tell a story. And there are just these things that pop up that it's it's so much fun to watch because he throws in things that don't exist, but they look like they really belong in our world. There's a very famous, there's a very famous, uh, into the movie itself when people talk about it there's a scene where one of the characters is using like a uh like a compact makeup mirror but it's oh right 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 right. and everyone's like where did you get that japan and he's like "Uh, that's a that's an effect i made that up and it's it's designed by his his reasoning to make the film feel both real and both ethereal at the same time right like he's like i don't want it to feel like 
the movie was made in 99 or 2015. Like, you don't know when it is. It's in the future. It's in the past. It's both. And it's really like a conscious decision. And all these things that he does throughout the whole film, just they all add up. Right. Great. And he was really, really wise to know all in advance what he wanted to do. Right. So that's my that's my director. All right. Cool. Um, let's let's go. Uh, I guess actress. Not that I'm trying to say anything okay. by that. But uh, okay. Uh, my all right. You go first for one. Uh, the best actress for me is Belle Fowley for Diary of a Teenage Girl. As the lead in that, I thought it was one of these things that I guess you had to re I had to really, really push and think, could it possibly be that she'd never get nominated for that? And I don't it's so good, but it's so not good enough. It's I think it's, it's so under it. It's so but, indie. Yeah. And it's also uh, you know, not the right treatment right. of that kind of subject matter. But she's totally that people are, of it. are she's do. great. Okay, she, but she I, I do have to say though, her name's Powley. Is it Pauly? Yeah. What did I say? Fowley? I thought yeah. it was Pauly. Uh, I thought it was Fowley. No, it's Pauly. Her. Because that's who I picked too. Oh, <laughs> awesome. All right. That's cool. Yeah, that's exactly what I picked too. And it's She's really great, you know. Yeah. There was who she is at the start of the film is nowhere near who she is. Not at the end. No. Like forty minutes in. Right. Like you're just like, oh my God. Right. And uh the way that the movie, even if the movie is not you know, something that a lot of people are going to pick as the best of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the movie is constructed yeah. is almost too far trying to be real. It's almost like yeah. the, they're making the movie and they're, go, and they're going, we're going to be as real as we can be or, or try to be as honest to the characters as we can. Mm-hmm. Even if that means it's going to ruin the movie. Right. Like even if, Somebody goes, uh, you know what? You don't want to do that. Right. And we're going to go, nope. Yeah. <laughs> There's, <laughs> there are uh, parts with um, Skarsgård in the movie where 99% of everyone who made this movie would have cert- him play certain scenes differently. Right. Because right. He, he gets to the point where you can't like him and you can't not like him right and you have to do one or the other right you You have to pick what you want this guy to be and instead the movie goes no this is just who he is and if you don't if if that doesn't work for the way you're supposed to construct movies or whatever then that's too bad because that's just the character i'm gonna have yep Yep. and that's what he did at that time and it's almost like Yeah, it's almost like if you are making a movie about a real guy mm-hmm. and the real things he did. Right. And, you know, sometimes I will say if that's the truth, then lie. Yeah, you got to fix right? it. Right. Right. Yeah. But sometimes you go, but that's what he did. Right. So <laughs> and sometimes I like him. I'm like, oh, he's, he's trying or he's he's a smash up guy. And then other times I'm like, I want to beat the crap out of right. him so bad. Yeah. And you just want to, like, distance yourself from the whole movie somehow. Yeah. It, even when you say you like it, you go, okay, but I want to put, like, an asterisk by when, that if I recommend that you see it. When you, right? when you told me, you know, you may have to, you'll feel like showering after seeing Spotlight. Right. You know, it's just it just makes you feel right. like icky. I, I legitimately paused this film <laughs> during a specific scene, and I was just like, I got up, I was like, I mean, this isn't, like, you know, full of drama. I was thirsty anyway. I wanted to get a drink, but I was just like, I can't. Believe I could this have a break, you know? right? And I was like, this is so. Why is he doing? Like, I actually was really into right. him and her in this moment and in these moments that they have. Um, 
it's funny. I don't know what your pick is. I mean, we'll get to it. But I actually considered Skarsgård for actor too. Yeah, you yeah. Know, in a weird way, but but um, yeah, but an, anyway, the girl in it, like you said, um, she she is so bizarrely real as yeah. this person, and obviously, this is a movie that's trying to one way or another talk about your average teenage girl, right? Uh, whether it's going for like sort of hyperbole or, or it's just being, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. It's just a kind of like a, it's almost like a weird, you know, like Greek mythology story yeah. of crazy crap that happens. Just put it in like modern day times. Right. 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 And it, you know, in this one, she, she makes horrible decisions, Yeah, but for reasons that what I think is cool about the movie at the end is you go, you know what? Teenagers are not like that. Right. But then you go, you know, they have those thoughts though. Yeah. They just maybe don't end up making those choices, but it's so, it's so trying to be an actual story of no, this is like really what it's like. It just doesn't always work out that way. Right. Right. It, it parts of it reminded me in a very, very weird way of sons of anarchy. Because like in the first couple of seasons of Sons of Anarchy, when it was good, there was was a lot of that show that was like, you know, this is just like ordinary ordinary people's thoughts and responses and reactions. It's just that these are not ordinary people doing them, you know, and it was it was really uh, well written and cool story. And this is like the same thing. It's like this is this is not your average teenage girl. Right. She's not actually as far away as you think. Right. And ha- being right. forced to like really look at what that's like. And, you know, as you already said, from the beginning to the end of the movie and the things she goes through and the yeah. way that she's different and the way that she's the same yeah. and her ability to just let you be inside of all that. It, it's it was so much fun. Really to, awesome. Yeah. It's, I mean, fun is not the right word to, to choose except afterwards for the, for the you yeah. know for the enjoyment that the film itself gave but it's so engaging to watch her navigate this portion of her life and and, and, and she has to, every mistake and she know. has to carry so much yeah. of this movie there are a lot of times where uh, you know all the su- the support she's getting even though all these people are really good and and do yeah. really really good stuff but a lot of the movie it's almost like they're not really there right. except for her to be able to think to herself by talking to you, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. because that's how you have it's to great. change the book into the movie because yeah, like, she can't just sit there and yeah, right. voice over right. and just sit there. But man, does she like, you know, grab yeah. you and make you watch her. Yeah. So that's Absolutely. pretty, uh, pretty interesting that we both picked the same. I, I actually, when I was looking back over the, over the stuff this weekend to do this, you know, and I'm looking at the films that stood out. And this is actually by proxy of leading into whatever I choose next, because I think we're doing actor next. Yeah. But I was looking for films that, you know, it's hard. You you look for films that stand out, and you're like, okay, there's a lot of these. They got nom- nominated. Or they <laughs> right, nominated. right, right. And then you start whittling things down, and you're like, God damn, where, where am I going to find this? Me and Earl and Diary of an American Girl stood out like beacons. Right. They just, they were like glowing on the page, just like vibrating like me. And they were, you know, they were so, they were so indie, right? Yeah. But, but that doesn't mean what it meant 10 years ago right, anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's, not like it's a, a whole other thing, thing, right? Right. Yeah. So 
Anyway. All right. All right. Anyway, let's do actor. Uh, I'll I'll go. Okay. First. You, this will be interesting because I shot. think this is the this is the this is the weird one. I don't know who you'll pick, and if this, you pick mine, I'm this, gonna be. This is me. a weird one, and I picked a weird person that I'm pretty sure you're not gonna pick because I don't think you've seen the movie. Okay. <laughs> all right. But uh, I picked Jason Siegel for the end of the tour. Really, <laughs> okay. you picked that? No. Easier like no, giggling. but you'll you'll see in a minute why. This uh, is funny. Uh, you know, it That's was cool. it was such a weird thing, and that movie that movie is a very weird experience. And I thought uh, for a while about having that be screenplay too, because right. that one would have been, uh, you know, I didn't think the screenplay was perfect, um, but that one would have just been like degree of difficulty too, right. to to <laughs> like turn this into a screenplay. Yeah, that works so well and uh, has you know such a great ability to lock you into watching this like i'd watch this movie if it was an hour longer and yeah, and you know we're, says something. and we're always saying we want movies to be right, shorter, shorter right <laughs> right but just uh the two of them together running this movie yeah. it was it was so impressive and the screenplay is great but he was so perfect like the weird thing is i don't know anything about this story right the mm-hmm. actual story of this guy who wrote a book and was like super popular and the reporter who convinced his Rolling Stone editor to let him interview him and all this stuff. And, yeah. and it was, you know, I never read the book. It was before my time. Right. It's like from forever ago. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't really care about the guy's book. I don't care about the book that, you know, the, the reporter <laughs> wrote later about the story. It's yeah. none of it. It has anything of interest to me, really. I right. mean, not really. But so I don't know this guy at all. Yeah. And yet somehow I'm going. That's exactly that guy. He's yeah, exactly cool. that yeah, guy. Cool. And and I have no reason to think that's true. Right. <laughs> except that, <laughs> except that he just makes it seem like it's true. Yeah. And. Uh, you know, when I was talking about this movie before, I said uh, Jason Siegel will probably never be better than this just because nothing will ever be so perfect for come, him. Come across uh, for him. Like nothing, that. Yeah. nothing will ever be, oh my God, he's like the exact fit. And it, yeah. it works like if you saw him on um, How I Met Your Mother yeah. and, you know, Muppets, and he's he's got this exact kind of comedy character that he is. Right. And he's so not that guy in this movie at all. I mean, but he's, but he's got the same, he still has the same brand of humor that he's good at. Right. And it fits this character, but he's just not that guy anymore. You know I mean? He's playing outside of the type. And and he's, it's weird too, because he's a guy that sometimes you like, and sometimes you go, why are we still watching this guy? Right. Except that you can't look away. And the conversations that they have are, just as bizarre as you could imagine that's cool anyway he was he was really good and even though some people did pay a little bit of attention to this movie just because you had two names uh, working on it and uh, actually i forget who directed it but somebody directed it that will pull people into yeah but still it just was like no one's gonna care about this movie no one's gonna pay any attention like for an award of anything and plus it's not the kind of role that ever gets nominated for actor because it's not only comedy, but it's kind of like goofy comedy. Right. It's like weird yeah. out there kind of thing that no one in a million years, you know, you can't win best director unless it's drama really, sure. or it has to be, 
even if it's comedy, it has to be like, you know, some sort of very serious In, yeah, comedy. Right, it has to be right. like a Coen Brothers movie where right. it's comedy, but it's, it's not comedy, or whatever, right, yeah, right. you know. Anyway, so that's my pick for actor. I, I would have I would have easily put down uh, Katana Kiki Rodriguez for a Tangerine if I could have seriously sat here and argued that she had no chance of ever getting a nomination. I couldn't do it. Right. I could imagine I could imagine quite easily the film getting this huge recognition by just getting that nomination. And and as Cindy, right. that character, that that performance is great. I mean, it's crazy. And and I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't sit here and because and, you could have right. just been like, all right, you get to say your piece, but I'm calling. Right. There's no way. You know this right. could have been nominated. And, I, and I'd have to agree. And like I said, I thought about Skarsgård because he's really great. And, and I don't think that he's going to get a nomination under any circumstances for that role. So I thought that was safe. I, I don't but, think, you know, I, like I said, I thought about him for a little while too. Yeah. And, you know, there are just some actors, right? Yeah. And, you know, your career, your whole career behind whether or not you get nominated and what you're in in the future. Right. And, you know, your whole career behind being Leonardo DiCaprio and everyone thinking you should have been a winner a long time ago or whatever. Right. And so now you're going to get nominated every time you make a movie. I'm not sure that Skarsgård will ever get nominated. Right. No matter what he for, ever does for any, yeah. for the, like the rest, of his, the rest life. of his life and mostly just because of true blood, like he'll, he, he'll stick with him. He's just not, well. he's just not a serious actor. And it's like, no matter what else he does, it's going to be a while at least, yeah. unless sure. all of a sudden he's in you know, the next greatest movie that ever right, happened. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think he's got like a hurdle to get over yeah. to ever get nominated. Paul so. Rubens could make the entire world cry, <laughs> right, right, right. and he'll never get it because he's Pee Wee Herman. Right. You know, it's that kind of thing. But so I, I went down this thing, and I think you might give me crap for this, but I genuinely feel when you said oh, this Jason, is gonna be good. no, it's just goofy. When you said Jason Siegel, I actually I was like, he picked my guy. <laughs> I picked Jason Statham, who played Rick Ford in Spy. Oh. <laughs> I thought, and when we did this review for the film, I said, uh, the film is a dog. It's a piece of crap, but I would watch four hours of, uh, of him being that guy, being that guy, especially if, if you so could just, good. if you could just stick that guy, do you remember him? I mean, I know you oh, remember, yeah. he him, was, remember how much fun he, he was. was great. He stole every scene. Okay, wait. So if you could stick that he, guy, he was great. If you could stick that character into a different movie. Dude, I want to stick that and... character in every movie. <laughs> I want Rick Ford to pop up in every single film and be Rick Ford. And if, just but if, lines, if you could I stick him, if you it. could stick him in a different movie that was not spending so much of the rest of the time yeah. of the movie having Melissa McCarthy fall over in a right. in a bike with in a, a roof fall, right? thing, <laughs> yeah. Or or get stuck in the mud or the right. cement and you know whatever or all of the other. Yeah. just horrible stuff that she does yeah. and even a lot of the support in this movie was uh even though you had good actors and stuff they were being such cheesy goofy yeah. characters yeah. if you took the and then all of a sudden he would show up and it's like you want to rewind and watch it again right, right. just because you, well where did he go like he leaves and you go wait bring him back i want him back if, right. if you could stick him in some other you know, spy movie yeah. that had, you know, just uh, if he was surrounded by a more legitimate thing happening, Man. 
I think he might actually be get nominated I as swear, like supporting he could, he could. as like I supporting swear, actor. If something really fun comes out of the next year or two, if he would just if, get his own Rick movie, Ford just got his own film. Oh. Anybody listening to this, make that phone call. That that would be awesome. I'm not kidding, Mark. I want to see Rick Ford in The Force Awakens. I want uh-huh. to see him. I want to see him just walk around the corner and have Kylo Ren doing something. I want to see them go at it. I want to see him in Spotlight. I want to see him in Tangerine. I want to see him in everything. He'd just talk and, everyone and down. And I'm looking through the list of films, and I'm like, yeah, and I breezed over Spy so quickly. And I was looking through something. I was looking through things. And I, I was really going to pick Skarsgård. I, I right. really had my mind. I'm like, that's a guy I can get behind, and I can argue that point greatly why he's deserving of uh, of an of a nomination, but not gonna ever get it. Right. And out of the blue, it just, you just it thought of him. I just thought of Jason Statham, and I went, "What was he in?" And I and it was so early in the year, at least in my memory, it was probably this time last year. It was yeah. probably March. But it was so early in the year, I went, "I bet that 2014, that's gonna suck." And I looked it up, <laughs> and I just was like, "Yes." I got it because in a way it's kind of joking because I don't have much to choose from. And in this way, in this regard, this isn't Fury Road trumping anything because I don't know that I would have picked Tom Hardy for best actor. No. He's good, but he's, he, I don't think he could get a nomination because you've got to play it straight. Right. You know, in, in, in some way I'm actually using established kind of stuff like Marissa Tomei for a comedic role in my cousin Vinny kind of got a nod. And she won. Right. But, you know, normally this kind of world never has a chance. So it's safe. But I'll be damned if he didn't steal and make me think of the film, which I promised I would never think of after we saw it. I thought about it off and on. If you could just cut the movie, the Blu ray should come with just just his parts. YouTube no other parts. A Jason Statham like strip. But anyway, that that's my pick and that's why. I I just thought he was so great and I legitimately wondered what that character was doing well after I was out of the film. And I don't mean like an hour. I mean, like the next week or two, I was still I was still giggling at some of his stuff. Right, it's great. Yeah, yeah he he was really he really stole that movie, and it yeah. was it was so so bad. It was, it was so. It bad. was just that, and and really I I remember bad. thinking about that at some point after we saw the movie. Uh, I remember thinking if he just if that character could have just been in something worthwhile, yeah, then all of a sudden. Right. You know, he would it's be awesome I, because he can't do anything to this film. Right. He can't, there's, no, he, can't he can't help, help the film. He's right. as good as he could be, but he can't help right. the film any. If he was in some other, you know, something that's just not horrible. And I can't right. think I of can't, a good, I, mean, I can't think, God, I can't you know, I want to say Mordecai, but you hated that one too. I mean, like the Kingsman, but something, because I mean, we didn't hate Yeah, the but the Kingsman is a little too. I know it's not that film. Yeah. Anyway, I, this is so that's why I I kind of hit you know I hitched just a little when you went yeah my pick is Jason and I went and you you know and I heard <laughs> right. the S and I went son of a bitch and you start you just stole my I'm like, what I know I started laughing you're like you didn't pick him I'm no, like that, I didn't but that Jason would be S is yeah on my J- list. <laughs> we so both picked Jason was, S that's really great all right so, uh, picture, so right? best movie that's yeah. It. So I was I was actually kind of locked into my best movie um, because the movie was so high on my top 10 list and could never possibly get nominated that what could I do? I mean, my hands are really kind of tied. I can't say there's some other movie that can't get nominated. That's a better movie. Okay. Right. And yet it's like not even on my top 10 list maybe or something. Right. And this movie is what move, what sense would that make? Right. Um, so my pick is welcome to me. 
the uh, yeah. Kristen Wiig movie because yeah. I had it That's like, cool. I, you know, I don't even remember exactly now, but I had it like four or five on yeah. my on my top list. I actually have your list, which is really cool. And, um, and, and as I was looking through movies, this one was, you know, there was no way that I could avoid this now. I'd have yeah. to do a real dance to try and figure out how some other movie eight. would, eight. would yeah. be. Oh, okay, eight. Yep. Um, I have your list on hand. But it was... Uh, it was cool. such a cool movie yeah. that, you know, I kind of stand behind that as my pick anyway. There's right. no way it's ever going to get nominated. Yeah. It was uh, not only was it kind of a weird indie thing, but it's, you know, it's about being crazy and yeah. nothing happens in the movie except just looking at this character and her craziness right. and uh, had a lot of really cool supporting people. Jennifer Jason Lee's in it, Joan Cusack's in it. Yep. Um, but there was just no way anyone was ever going to pay any attention to this movie. Right. So, and I thought it was awesome, Yeah. obviously. Um, but it is just, it's so weird. This is just like when we were talking about uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl, Kristen Wiig has to so carry this movie and she is such a screwball character and has, you know, actual mental problems and goes off her meds because she won the lottery. So who cares? Yeah. And blows all of her money. I mean, she, she wins like, I don't remember exactly, but she wins like, you know, $80 million or something. Yeah. And ends up like just blowing it all on having her own Oprah TV show. Right. And, you know, everyone is worried about her. Yeah. The TV stations go and do what now? Like yeah. the, like at first there's a really good at the beginning where the people who run this goofy infomercial production studio, that that's all they make. Right. right. It's a tiny little place. And she goes in there and she's like, well, I want to do this and this. And they really are kind of like trying to get rid of her. And they're like, yeah. okay, well, it had cost you this much. She starts writing a check like, I got and it. they're like, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, I right. guess we have to do this now. <laughs> That's awesome. And they don't really want to. Right. And she kind of gets like worse and worse and does this whole thing. But Kristen Wiig has to do like the most amazing work yeah. at being this character in a way that, first of all, that you can kind of get behind wanting to follow her along through this movie. Right. But also is is not because it's supposed to be funny too, but you know, you, you take like a couple of steps to the side and now you're like making fun yeah. of the right. mentally ill. Right. Yeah, I right. mean, and that's, so that's a hard line. <laughs> you, yeah. you've got to, you've got to dance right on that edge. And it was a really great movie. And I can't believe more people haven't yeah. seen it and maybe they will. No way. Anything would ever get nominated Nothing out of that. this movie. So it's funny between that and joy. I wonder if there was like a late rush to just do all these infomercial sets you know, in scenes, because that right. that whole thing in right. Joy was maybe one of the better parts of the film. But uh, um, I, we can actually transition real quick to Allegiant. My, I've already said everything I need to about my picture. It's it follows. I think that ah. the, that's the can't win. Uh, you and the cheaters way out. You have three out of five things are it was, the same it's, movie. It's really good. You haven't seen it yet. You should check that no, out. I, I, I want to see. I want to see. Welcome to me. Um, Anyway, because you told me a bunch of other stuff about it. It got me pretty interested in it. Right. Um, it follows. I mean, I'm not building it up. It's not going to you're not going to sleep with the lights on, but it's it's really fun. It's almost like every once in a while you see uh, it almost reminds me of how big Let the Right One In 
was when it was the foreign firm, the foreign film version, not right. the American remake. But it's just, it's almost which was awesome. Yeah, it, it's just got like this vibe that's like the guy that made this is like from Switzerland. Right, right. It, it, you know, I don't know where he's really from, but it's it's a it's an American film. It's just got this really great, effective all cylinders firing at all the right times. Right. Kind of low budget horror film. Right. And it, and it succeeds partially because of its low budget. You know, again, they can't do all these great things. So they got to really rely on good writing. So you have to work at it. Suspense. Right. Right. And when you work at it, it shows. Right. You know, because it's and easy to just. There are, there are a lot of movies. Exactly. There are a lot of movies really like this that uh, whether they're exactly horror or they're more, you know, kind of trying to say we're suspense or right. something not horror or like a thriller where uh, you, you get a lot of these movies that that come out all the time because there's a market for people who are going to watch them anyway yeah. or whatever. Right. But they, you can just tell, I mean, I don't want to like bash on the whole well, part of the movie sure. industry, but they so half-ass a lot of things yeah. just because they go, well, this will be this effect and this will be right. where we'll we CGI there, yeah. this or that or whatever. Yeah. And it'll be scary because, Oh my God, look at it. Right. right? And right. instead of really focusing on, on trying to make stuff work. Yeah. And actually, uh, before we jump into Allegiant, I have to say, since you mentioned Let the Right One In, and I like Chloe Grace Moretz, right? Yeah. And I don't hate Let Me In. Right. But that is now like my go-to pair of movies for, you know, if you want to see why I like foreign movies right. better than American movies, right? because the foreign one's just awesome. And yeah. it's uh, really low budget. It and is. it's... And you can tell, and there are yeah. times when they have to run into some special effects and you go, uh, <laughs> and it, and it looks yeah. goofy, yeah. but that movie is awesome. Yeah. And the American remake is just, you know, Flat. maybe like four yeah. out of, out of 10. Right. I mean, it's right. like kind of okay, yeah. but man, if you've seen the original one and you watch that one, you're just like, what? like, what the hell did they do? Yeah. I mean, it's just, that they, they Americanized thing. it. Right? I can't, they right. just tried to, they ran it through a drive through filter. Right. right all, exactly. It, it'd be interesting. I don't know if anybody, I don't know if you'll do it. If I say it, I think you'd need viewers or listeners to email you. It would be interesting if we had to figure out like an American version of film that did better than the foreign version. I'm sure they're out there. I'm sure we can probably think of a few. Well, that actually but, was better yeah. or did better. That was yeah, better. that was yeah, better. Dead, 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 right? I don't it know. was better. It's tricky, but um, you know, and as as we slide out of this real quick, when we do the can't win awards, it's not always something like horror or comedy, but it was it was kind of hard this year cuz I meant to say, you know, when we do screenplay, Fury Road, okay, but it can't win. Right. And and it would have won picture easily. Uh I don't think picture i don't remember what my picture was last year off the top of my head but i do remember who that actress i think and that was for another horror film the babadook um oh yeah I yeah, remember, yeah i remember the woman who played his mother was so convincing as someone who's just really at her wit's end and losing her mind and her family and doesn't know what to do and it was so great um but it's really hard to find horror that's that's good. And I love horror. I grew right. up on it. It's just really hard. And you're, and you were, you're right. That's a great go-to example for let me in and let the right one. I mean, it's just so night and day between intent and purpose and effectiveness. And like, what, what are they doing in these scenes? And it's, yeah, there, there are so many parts, yeah. you know, we don't need to talk anyway. about that movie forever, but there's so many parts where they have like scene for scene things where you're like, you know, who somebody made this movie who didn't like the original movie yeah, or, right. or, or, was or, like, or, or didn't get it, like it at all right. or yeah. whatever. Anyway. 
All right, so Allegiant, um, part one. <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I want like a button I can push. Where I can't win awards for really. That was really fun, one. but man, that was real hard. That yeah. was that was tricky to come up with. Yeah, again, this was this was the. It, it's funny because the, that was that the was whole reason list. for coming up with those awards was that it would not be hard. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't that the irony <laughs> yeah. of it? We always thought, well, this is an obvious thing. This that, guy's that never was, gonna get it. That was she the whole the whole point of that uh, was I that swear, it would be though, easy. That's just the Fury Road. That's the that's the one time that hopefully will. We'll have difficulty, but right because uh, I didn't have any difficulty any of the other three years. We did I, I did. It. I didn't it either. It was always very like boom, boom, boom. I know I got it. Yeah, so. I, I didn't either. And uh, like I said, that really is why I came up with that was yeah. nominating things. You would have for the Critics Choice Awards, and I would nominate yeah. things, and I'd go, well, I feel like I have to nominate this. It's right. not going to actually get the <laughs> nomination. You would have picked Fury Road for film, right? If it hadn't been nominated, yeah, like. And screenplay? I don't even know if it's that screenplay. But, but you know, the thing that's weird about uh, Fury Road is... Well, director, it would have Even if but... it never got nominated for anything, yeah, there would have been a, still a pretty good story that it could have been nominated. Well, this is... But... Okay, here's the repercussions as we go forward to Allegiant Part 1. Because uh, <laughs> now you've got me thinking it like that. Here's the problem with next year's Can't Win Awards. We can always look back and Fury Road. Right. Like if, if we watched Looper next year, You'll you th- could say to me if I picked it, you'd be like, Fury Road got it. Right. I'm gonna I'm telling you now and I'll tell you then and I'll tell you anytime you you forget, which will probably be right now because you don't listen to me. But this was an anomaly. That was a yeah, this is a very weird, weird very weird if, year. If the couple years ago, if the Dark Knight, you know, because of Heath Ledger's big build up of stuff, if that had gotten a nomination and now we're at Fury Road getting a nomination, I'd be like, Look, Every three or four years, you're going to get some weird sci-fi pop culture thing. Right. But, Blade Runner is going to come out in a couple of years and get nominated <laughs> for all you sorts know. of stuff. So anyway, I just I think it was an anomaly, and I think uh, that next you year you have no way, so. interest in talking about Allegiant whatsoever. I really don't. Uh, okay, so really Allegiant, don't. we're going to uh, throw out the the scores. Actually, why don't we take a quick break to perhaps hear a word from our sponsors. Okay, that's good. Wow, we got sponsors? Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, anyway, well, you just heard the sponsor, right? Right. Um, we'll we'll pretend that happened. Yeah. Anyway, Allegiant. So we'll jump out with the scores, but I have to I have to kind of preface my score to this movie oh, a little God. bit. Yeah. And especially because I know you love the book. The movie made me think so much about the other movies, and like I was strangely me too. Like I was thinking about this movie, going, "Where do I rate this exactly?" and Trying to think about that made me think about the other ones. Mm-hmm. And all I could think of was that, you know, neither one of us loved the other two movies. Right. But I don't remember, and I didn't look, and I kind of purposely didn't look at exactly what I rated them before. Right. But I don't remember either of us going zero. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we absolutely hated them right and the first one i feel like was pretty good and the second one kind of lost me right um especially yeah especially near the end of it a good part of the uh end where she's going through all the trials of opening the box and stuff and it it went for me anyway a little goofy but if i if i had to rate the other movies right now right I feel like the first one was maybe like five, five and a half, six. I was thinking, you know, somewhere in that area. Right, I agree. 
And the second one was probably like three and a half, four, four and a half, somewhere in that window. Yeah. Right. I don't remember exactly what I rated them. Right. And at the end of this movie, as goofy as a lot of it was. Yeah. I liked it better than the other ones. What? Yeah, I did. Oh, uh, there was a lot of it God. for me that was just, you know, a little more fun even in spite of the fact that it was being goofy, I felt like it was letting me play along with its goofiness. So not like a lot, like I'm going to go nine, but I feel like I have to rate it a little bit higher than I rated the first movie. So if I feel like I rated that movie five, then I have to rate this movie six. I mean, it still was, yeah, it still was only kind of okay or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't hate it, and it didn't have parts that really were kind of irritating me like the second movie did. Yeah. There was a lot of the end of the second one where I just was going, what the hell is going on with this yeah. nonsense that I'm watching? Yeah. And so much of the second movie felt so uh, kind of like just cheaply thrown together, and, yeah. and it was weird and bothersome, right? Yeah. And this one, um, the one thing that this movie has that I really don't like is I hate a character that is kind of like a, a uninformed protagonist, right? Where okay. you're sitting there going, dude, that's the bad guy. Right. And it's right. obvious that that's the bad guy. And your protagonist is going, I'm going to drink the Kool-Aid or whatever. Right. You know, right. I, I hate that right. as, a, as yeah. just any sort of device. But it's even worse when it's this person right? who should just not trust anyone ever. Yeah. I mean, she's got the background that we had to watch where, you know, as much as I guess you, you want to believe that you did something and it meant something or whatever. Yeah. That's not another... That's and, not another sponsor break, but no, uh, you're getting all fired up. Uh, yeah. Well, the, my phone went off. Yeah. But, um, but the movie had a lot of stuff that I don't like. It's one of those movies, yeah. you know, where I'll go, it's a six. And now I'll tell you about all the ways that it's right. horrible and I hate it. Yeah. Right. But as I was watching it, I was mostly okay with it. And, and so it's, it really comes down to just being a rating yeah. based on the other movies because, uh, I, you know, the first one was okay. Yeah. But I feel like now that I'm not instantly reacting to the first movie and it's right. a long time later. Yeah. I feel like mostly I was kind of bored and I was like, for this well, one? No, for the first one. Oh. And I was like, well, it's okay, but you know, it's like averagey. Right. Yeah. But there, there were, easily lots of things that i hated about it and if yeah. anyone if anyone wanted to rate it like a two or a three i'd be perfectly happy with that right but i just had a little bit better time with this one ultimately and i, yeah. I i'm not really sure why except that for some reason whatever i didn't like about the movie the movie somehow was like not serious enough that yeah. i could play along with it i guess yeah. or i don't know I, I, there's all kinds of stuff that bothered me about part one you know allegiant part one but i'm at four and and i thought it was a little less than average well that's not that different it's not that different but i i that you would be like six six and a half i i get it you know when the film started i i had an overwhelming sense because it starts off 
in what it thinks is very action-packed and fast-paced. Like we hit the ground just running. People right. are people are in danger. We're running around all these things, and I don't care enough about Divergent to have rewatched anything. Right. I walked in with the same amount of memory that I did a week and a half, two months, three, you know, right. three months ago that I did for the others. I remember the story. I remember Shailene Woodley's in it. You know, I remember all these things that are, you know, surficial, but as soon as everything starts happening and, and I'm watching all of the events play out and, and I am supposed to be concerned because there are brows furrowed on the actors faces and there's right. a lot of yelling and running and, and I just, I was like trying to remember who's what, right? Like, did you, do you need a crossbow? Are you, is that Prue? Like I'm right. combining films. <laughs> right. Like I'm like, yeah, you got to find the mortal instruments, go get, you know, the, and I just was so disengaged from it, even though I was legitimately curious about it. Um, Cause I'd never read any of the divergent books and as right. a young adult dystopian kind of thing. It was, it was all kind of like, show me, you know, like, okay, let's see what you got. Shailene Woodley is super talented and seemed to be absolutely disengaged from so much of the film, right. at least in the beginning. I had a really interesting kind of experience later once I was more interested in four than anything. Yeah. Because e even though uh, Theo, and I'm blanking on his name, uh, his last name, he always reminds me in certain angles, like a poor man's um, James Franco. Yeah. Not just because he's a good-looking young guy who's kind of got a thin bone structure, but he just kind of looks like him. It's almost like we can't afford Franco. Go get Theo, you know. Right. And they put him in this, and I find him to be kind of interesting and engaging in this in this role specifically. And he carried a lot of the film for me. And, and maybe it's partially because of what you said. The story just has, uh, you know, Tris kind of following foolishly along with. Oh, look, we're going to rip off the Matrix. We got Jeff Daniels as the architect. Right. You know, and then when that started happening, I just expected like a 15 minute exposition about like, well, this is what I've been doing to your people. This is how I did it to you. And I was just so bored with all the choices that it made. Ultimately, the film for me being below average seemed derivative of all these other fun films. But with the cast that they've got uh, with like Miles Teller, you know, and Octavia uh, Spencer and yeah. all, all this stuff. And Naomi Watts, man, I feel like Naomi Watts' star is like just blinking out. Years ago, she seemed like the new like thing to be to be watching, and she's doing these films, and she was she was all right in it. But most of what was happening was just already done, already so predictable. Like you've got this great concoction, uh, you got a great recipe of all these components with all these actors with all this talent and they all seem like they're absolutely like governed to only go up to four out of 10. Right. You know, and then the story. And, and not, not only that, but the beginning of the story is like the end of the hunger games, right? right? We've got, right. We've got the exact same thing going on where yeah. coin overthrows right. the, the whoever, the uh, whatever. snow, right? right? And and then becomes exactly like that. Right. And then four even says it. Right. He's like, and, how hard? Yeah. And you're and it's not that there's anything, I guess, wrong with being that same situation, except that the movie doesn't seem to be trying to sell anything. That's the right. the problem that I one of the problems that I really had with this movie is that it doesn't seem like it's trying to do anything except go. Here's a scene that's in the book. Right. So now you can watch that. Right. And here's another scene that's in the book. 
Yeah. And is this supposed to make you care about anything or feel anything or do anything? No, we're just, this is what's in the book and we filmed it and here you go. Yeah. And you've got this whole part where we're supposed to be, you know, behind all of this. Oh my God. Now it's just a giant riot. It's just a huge mob that someone is loosely in control of for no reason that you can figure out. Right. Because except, except that that's what's in the book or whatever. And maybe they explain it in the book, but you know, it, it kind of makes sense when she's the leader of the factionless and for whatever reason she's in control of them Mm -hmm. or whatever. And she becomes their leader. But now we've just got like a mob going berserk and there are no rules yeah. And lots of people with guns right. who want to be in well, charge. And and we get nothing on how she actually remains in charge or why she would or why she's doing the things that she's yeah. doing or why she won't let people leave. Right. Except that we want to have the scene where they climb the wall. That's it. And That's and it. we it, want to have them. Yeah. Uh, have done something against the rules so that we can be mad at them. Right. And it's like, man, the the story is like so simplistically mm-hmm. drawn out, even for a young adult movie. But yeah. it's it's just not trying to have right a theory behind what it's doing, except this is what I want to do. It, right? it plays it safe. It stays in the lines when it's coloring in every avenue, when it, it reaches these points where it could become very different from all these other films. It doesn't. It takes the layup. It just... It has like this, like I was, like I was trying to think of like this way of saying, like it's got this great combination of all these people, and the film itself is like, um, you know, the danger of categorization, like putting people in boxes, but it refuses to let people out of the boxes when it needs to. Right. And and in instead of like accepting that and taking a risk, which okay, you know, this is a big budget thing, you can't maybe you don't have the confidence in the source material. You should damn well have the confidence in your actors because you cast really well. Right. Miles Teller does stuff um, that reminds me of why he's getting good parts. You know, Fantastic Four is the anomaly. He, he just did what he was supposed to do. Like that, that's not his fault wholly, I don't think. But, you know, here he runs the gamut of not just being like pigeonholed. He's got all these different things that he's allowed to do. And for to some extent, it would be really interesting to just put them in a situation and not prescribe it something that we've seen already, that we've seen a million times. We say this sometimes. If you're, if you're 13 or 14 or 16, and this is maybe the 30th film you've ever seen, you're going to be wowed by it. This is going to be really right. fun because you've got, wow, David's this guy. And, and, and the scenes with Jeff Daniels, I actually really don't mind him in the story so much, except he's a like carbon copy of... 30 other things but when he has to go before the council and they have this big moment where they're like well you're here to get more funding and she finally realizes she's being a pawn and being played right that that moment should have so much working for it oh yeah it should be awesome everything that built up to it was so hollow like it looks like it's on the outside like very substantial but peel back a layer and there's nothing to it and the same thing with what is supposed to be a very important moment early on when they're doing the like the poor version of the trials where there's executing people. Right. That should probably be really tense and engaging, especially when you got characters who are recognizable like uh Mackay Pfeiffer, 
who stands up right away and he's like, I don't want to die. And I believed him when he said it. And then the scene well, because he's no got gravity. the truth serum. Right. Him, right? Well, that's, that's true. But the, the whole scene that work, that whole be to build it up. Yeah. That whole you beginning know? is a good example, I think, of not knowing how to make a trilogy of movies. Yeah. Because that scene is probably pretty good in the book. If you can watch sure. both movies. Right taped together mm-hmm. and it's just all one thing and you still but yeah. that scene is relying so heavily on the idea that you just came directly right. from the stuff that yeah. happened at the end of the end of the second one right without actually doing anything Dude. to get you there in this movie they, you just have yeah. to assume that you're there right like you're right at the same moment like because you just walked out of the other movie they bring makai pfeiffer out and i genuinely in my seat going oh yeah he's in this right <laughs> i i didn't know right i couldn't remember and it's not that there are hundreds of people it's not like a harry potter film where i got to remember you know flitwick and all these characters who are always in the background of the background's background but i'm just like maybe i made a you know i don't always do it i do it with films i'm interested in or i care about but maybe i should have watched the second one right you know and then i'm watching it so to say something kind of good about the film i will give it that there's a moment later when tris and four are separate and he kind of has his own thing and when he starts doing these things on his own the movie picks up like i get more interested in the film the whole battle between the last couple factions in chicago absolutely kind of deflates the momentum that the whole thing gets again but their attempts to maneuver through what they have to get through to get to the story, because it's now, it, it can't be any other story than what it's pointing to. Right. But man, they, they try to pick it up. Um, and it, and it kind of like if, I, if, you know, sometimes it's weird to think of it this way. Sometimes if there was like a barometer or a gauge for my interest in the film while I'm watching it, there are times I got up to like six and a half. You know, there were a couple fun, really, really interesting moments. I might have got close to even a seven. But then I just, Petered right out, lost all the steam. Right, know, the engines right. just couldn't keep it going, and I think a lot of that has to do with the director and the story. You know, again, I just you see sometimes these performances, and you're like, I just think he's doing his job. Right. Somebody said right. you got to do this. Shailene Woodley had so much stuff to emote, and yet it's almost like her. And I, and I'm not blaming her as an actress. I just think this was the direction. It's almost like they just put her on Novocaine. It right. was like hit your mark, say your lines, but don't don't look concerned, don't do anything. And then later, there's a moment where they get near each other, and I believe, oh, she that wore off. Now she's actually kind of acting again. Right. It just felt disappointing and uneven, which is strange for a film I had no expectations of, except to be average. Right. And it was less than that. Yeah, for me, um, we probably don't have to go on forever. I don't have a whole lot to about this movie, yeah. but. Uh, you know, for me, there's there's two big things uh, that stand out for me in this movie, and I think we're gonna uh, I'm gonna go into like spoilery okay we're, uh, we're far enough ish area, yeah. so uh, stop listening until after you've seen the movie, I <laughs> guess. If you care. Um, but the thing that's weird about the movie for me is that if you have like a three sentence outline of the story, right? This is actually a really interesting story. Yeah. Right. The the whole city is like an experiment. Right. And we populate it with whoever. But out once we get outside, the outside world is 
basically Jeff Daniels has created the Chicago environment right. to be an experiment. That ought to be a really cool story. Yeah. We ought to have something interesting to say about that. Yeah. And when, like you said, when we get to that end point where they're talking to the council and Shailene Woodley says, uh, what about just not categorizing people all the time? Right. That should be interesting. Right. <laughs> that, that should right. be something that uh, has any kind of weight behind it at all. And when you, actually watch it in this movie you don't you don't get even the weight that that should have for the people she's talking to no yeah you it's get false you get like nothing yeah. out of it yeah partially i think because she exactly says it right like she almost it, it would be better yeah. if she she would say it better if she didn't even be say it if she didn't say yeah. exactly just right. uh just that line like right like when the movie just says here's what I want you to get out of this movie. Right. And just says it, right. right. That it doesn't, it doesn't work. But overall the movie, it, it was kind of weird to watch. And like I said, I mean, I still, I still liked it. Okay. I, I, yeah. But, I but that. what was weird about the movie and the way it was constructed, it, you know, it was almost like the movie was made by people who didn't really like the story. Kind of. Which I kind of say frequently, but the yeah. movie feels like, to me, thinking back on this whole movie, it feels like it's about a five-hour movie. Yeah. Just this, just part one. Yeah. It feels like this is a five-hour movie that we had to trim like two and a half hours out of. So we snipped yeah. all these scenes out because all this stuff happens. They get to, they get to the airport, which is the land of right. of uh, running the experiment or whatever. Right. They get to the place and there's all these scenes where it just feels like we're just bouncing from one scene to another for no reason other than, well, we can't cut everything or you won't know what's going on. Right. So we'll leave these things in and here's this part and we have to show you this scene of getting in the little pods so that you know what it is later. Right. But everything that happens is just so like that in service of some other thing we have to get to. Yeah. Nothing really seems like it's yeah. happening. <laughs> Too, yeah, you just made me think of two easy things, which is maybe the problem with this is that, again, I, my big gripe is that it's too formulaic yeah. um, and too derivative. Maybe the problem here also is that it's too formulaic, even though that's redundant. But what I mean by that is, you know, we're getting part one. Like maybe if they had just wised up and made this one film instead of stretching it out. Cause when you, we've seen it before, you stretch out a film that isn't supposed to be five hours long and you make two films out of it because you want to take more money from people because they're stupid. Right. And you know, maybe this would have been much more tighter. I won't know until we see, and I assume we'll see part two, right. You know, but I won't know until we look at that and then like, God damn it. You could have made a really tight two hour. Film right. And this, and, and everything that uh, trying to get from point A to point B in this movie is, uh, almost like it thinks that it has to hold your hand yeah, and do everything right. in, the, the, other in thing. the most simplistic way to get from one yeah. place to another. When know? I started seeing the film for what it was going to be, and I was still kind of early on where I'm like, I don't know, this is like, I don't, I'm just kind of clueless about what's happening. I, I got excited about the film I never was going to get, which makes me think real quick as a digression. I think we get the same film the trailer shows us. Cause yeah, I, like, yeah. I like throwing that part. Sure. Um, you know, in this time, and I know not everyone's really interested and I'm not trying to politicize everything, but 
that would have been an easy thing to do because you could have had people in power putting groups of people against each other by, you know, putting them in and making them different factions of things. Like there's a lot of contemporary stuff going on in the world right now right. that you could have made an allegory for or a metaphor and, and the whole, about the current political process and what might happen when you just boil things too much. You know, you put people in pressure situations and they just like explode. You know, there's a lot of really interesting avenues to take a story down, even if you have to transparently overlay that with a young adult book. Yeah, tons of options. I can come up with five right off the top of my head. And the thing that's weird is that we eventually get the background story of the yeah, world right. and how what happened that destroyed the world was people being put in boxes. Right. And yeah. and yet the lesson that we've learned from that, the people who exist outside the experiment right. is that there should just be one box. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just do that. And, and we should all be in it. And people who are not in that box are right are less than people or whatever yeah and you know somewhere in the general outline of this story is like you know philip k dick's best story ever right i mean there right. should this be something yeah. really cool going on yeah. and instead it's just you know i don't know if you have to blame it on the book right. not being that great and then what's the movie supposed to do not, not tell the story right, of the book right, or, right. irritate all the people who are coming to right. the film anyway i don't know right and no. then why make it but anyway uh, it was a bit of a mess. I, I think that's uh, probably plenty of that movie. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I I still think if you like the first two, though, yeah. you're not going to hate this. Uh, I, I, I don't think. I think, think you I probably are going to be all right with it. Yeah. Just like if I think you liked the Mortal Instruments, you probably liked that film a lot more. Than and if you, did. if you didn't you know? like the first two, then what do you care? What anyway? are you doing this anyway? Right. right. <laughs> you must really like the girl or boy that's <laughs> taking you to this film. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Still, somehow it just—I uh, just didn't hate it, even though I hate everything about it. It was <laughs> weird. It, it was weird. It had an interesting movie for me that started off with absolutely just like not confused, like I was weirded out. I was in a movie theater, but I just—I didn't realize what was supposed to be happening again. There was no no voiceover, no right. 15 it, second it, it thing. Throws, it throws it throws you into it so fast yeah. at the beginning and that it's, it's like the Hunger Games Part Two. Right. If if that had not started well, because I actually think that one did kind of start well. well. Yeah. But if it had just, you know, said, here's where the film stopped, and there was there was no even theory of it being two different movies. Right. It's just that we stop at a certain point. Yeah. That's how the beginning of this feels like. Strange. They're not two different movies. Anyway, I'm I'm pretty interested for next week, not just because it's your birthday, our show's birthday, Easter. I get, and, to, I get and to have Batman. a huge question answered, which is Batman and Superman. How is this going to go? Like, because this is an interesting film. It's got so much writing on it. You know, it's got so much writing on it for all the future films that they want to do for right. DC stuff, but also like you know the mistakes that Zack Snyder that I feel like I think you yeah we were pretty much the same no about yeah Man of Steel. I didn't like like Man of Steel. this is this is kind of interesting and it's like the first of it's like summer starts earlier and earlier right you know and it just feels like summer starts May March twenty fifth yeah it's gonna so. it, it'll be big so next week uh, we will uh, try to let you know ahead of time when the show yeah. will be but it won't be on Sunday right happy Easter and uh, yeah happy Easter that's clearly enough for this movie happy birthday <laughs> yeah, no, we, we will. We will let people uh, out of here. Please, please yeah. uh, share, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, and uh, otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. And thanks for tuning in. Bye.
Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.